Ryan Day has named a starting quarterback, and his name is Kyle McCord. You are Locked On Buckeyes, your daily podcast on the Ohio State Buckeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Buckeye fans? Welcome back for the episode of Locked On Buckeyes. For the Locked On Podcast Network, I'm your host, Jay Stevens, also the host of the Jay Stevens Podcast. It is Wednesday, September 13th in the year 2023, and I want to thank you for making Locked On Buckeyes your first listen or first watch of every single day. During today's episode, we will turn the page and look ahead to this weekend's game against Western Kentucky and stock up, stock down is back. But first, Ryan Day has decided that this is the right time to name a starting quarterback for the Buckeyes going forward. And his name is Kyle McCord. McCord was a guy going into the season that many people said he is going to win the job. There are also a lot of people on the other side of the fence that said, hey, Devin Brown is going to win the job. Then occasionally you would find people that are sprinkled into the mix that said, I don't know if it's going to be McCord. I don't know if it's going to be Brown. Whoever it is, the Buckeyes are going to be A-OK. And ultimately, there are people that were one-sided saying, I think it's McCord or I think it's Brown that were also in the mix that said, hey, whoever wins the job is going to be okay, understanding that the guy who they thought might win the job might not win it. But the Buckeyes, two games in, 2-0. Kyle McCord started the first two games against Indiana, against Youngstown State, and going into week three, I think this is a great move by Ryan Day. Now, the quarterback battle has gotten a lot of attention here and a lot of attention other places as well because it's important. Who your starting quarterback is, is pivotal to how successful your team is going to be. Now, we've all looked at also, hey, is this going to be the 2015 season? Or is it going to be X, Y, or Z? Or is Ohio State going to have to make a move like Nick Saban did in the Natty, pulling uh, Jalen Hurts, putting in Tua, then ultimately going in there and winning the national championship, making that monumental move at halftime of that game? I don't know if that's going to happen or going to be needed to happen, but this isn't 2015. This is not the same situation as um, Alabama and Tua and Jalen Hurts. This is the Buckeye situation where you have two guys at Ohio State who are really good football players. One guy's a little bit more green than the other. The one guy who is not as green as the other in McCord has played quite a bit of ball, a little bit of ball over the past couple of years as he's been a Buckeye quarterback at his first start in 2021 against Akron. Stroud did not play. McCord comes in, I believe he threw for over 300 passing yards in that game, just to give you a little thought and a little taste of what McCord did during his first game starting as the quarterback for the Ohio State Buckeyes. But this is different than 2021. This is a whole lot, a bigger, different animal. You're going into this season with a quarterback battle that is ultimately over. Now, if the quarterback battle is over, that is not the end of the two-quarterback system that Ryan Day is possibly going to use. Ryan Day made a comment saying Devin Brown is still going to play. Great. I have made my spill. I've said my things about this very topic. There are numerous games on the book I schedule that two quarterbacks should play. Not because of a two-quarterback system being the best way to win the game, but because the game should be so out of hand, the backup needs to come in to give the, the starter some rest and the rest of his body, but also 
to allow the backup to get a little bit of playing time. Also, I have been off with how I predicted the season has gone so far, way off, more off than normal. And so when I say it's going, it should, there should be games and two quarterbacks should play, I understand this game, in theory, should be a game where Ohio State playing against Western Kentucky, the Buckeyes should be up big, the backups come in and play a little bit. I realize that should be reality. I also understand that that might not be reality because of who's playing, who's in front of you, and what is going on with the Buckeyes when they are on the field. I'm happy for Kyle McCord. Uh, I'm happy for Devin Brown. They're both on the team. They're both quarterbacks. Devin Brown, in theory, is going to be a Buckeye quarterback in the future. Um, really, it's all depending on depending on what Kyle McCord's decision is at the end of the season, but that's to be determined. Uh, Devin Brown, good guy. He's going to develop into being a good quarterback, a decent quarterback in the future. Just got to wait his turn to do that and be a full-time starter at Ohio State. For McCord, how did he win the job? Well, there are things we just discussed here on the show that Ryan Day discussed in his recent presser about things that went into him when he watched the film from Saturday's game. I said, oh, we can move forward with this guy as our starting quarterback. McCord's consistency was one thing that stuck out. He was much more poised than than Devin Brown as well. The one knock on Devin Brown in this conversation, and it's not just a knock on him individually, but anybody in this situation would be someone that I would say, hey, you are someone that, mm, yeah, this might not be the best thing for you right now. Devin Brown has not played a lot of football for the Buckeyes or in college in general. And so when you think about the Buckeyes and the football and the, hmm, and the situation that Devin Brown was put into, not just the quarterback battle that he's in at Ohio State, but also when you think about the fact that McCord is um, played a whole lot more. He started both games this year. And Devin Brown, when he's coming into the game, no matter if it's a situational package like we saw against Indiana or things that are more um, opening up the playbook for him against Youngstown State, he's coming into situations – that McCord may have uh, set him up well, set him up for success, um, set him up in a situation where uh, McCord may, maybe he didn't score on the previous drive. And so now you're trying to figure out how can I come in and get the offense flowing when I am not currently in a rhythm. This is the way that Ryan Day has decided to do to the quarterback competition. Devin Brown was hurt earlier in the season in the spring, did not play in the spring game, had a little setback, got back in the summer. Um, over the past couple of weeks of fall camp, Kyle McCord's consistency emerged, which is one of the big keys for Ryan Day for who his starting quarterback is in a particular season. But even the situation, the way that things played out, even though I do believe Kyle McCord is the right guy, there's also the reality, and I believe it's true, and you might as well, that this was really hard for Devin Brown to win this competition. He would have had to come out and just just wow everybody in the early season, in the first two games, for the decision to go his way and not in Kyle McCord. Lack of experience, injury this offseason, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Really wasn't the best thing for him right now. However, he can learn from it. He is still going to play. I don't believe it should be 50-50. I don't believe it should be 75-25. Uh, if you give me 95-5, I probably would still say no. Unless the game is truly out of hand, I'm not a fan of a two-quarterback system. And ultimately, if that goes forward and if we see that, it could come back to hurt Ohio State in the future. Not saying it will, 
but the possibility is there. Ohio State has a QB1. It may have been the person that you thought was going to win the job all along in Cal McCord. Maybe you were a Devin Brown guy. Doesn't really matter. Ohio State starting quarterback is Kyle McCord, and I'm excited for the future for Kyle McCord being the quarterback for the Buckeyes this season. I saw a tweet from Corey Thompson of the Scarlet and Great Empire, him and his buddies, um, Johnny and Shane. They host a podcast on the YouTube, and Corey put this tweet out. Not word for word, but the thought is the same. Kyle McCord is going to continue to get better and better. Actually, that might be an exact quote. I didn't have it right in front of me, so I didn't want to say, yes, it was, when it might not be true. However, I do believe what Corey said. Corey Thompson, been on this podcast, want to try to get him on later in the season. I agree. Kyle McCord will continue to get better and better. And ultimately, as the O-line improves, as the run game improves, as you continue to get Marvin Abuka the ball, as you get Cade Stover more involved in the passing attack and G, Sto- uh, G. Scott Jr. and the others, if the D- as the defense starts to really come into their own and play a better brand of football, what are we going to see? A quarterback at Ohio State named Kyle McCord that potentially is a guy we look for. We look at in a few weeks and say, wow, he has really wowed me with how he has played the football for the Ohio State Buckeyes. Kyle McCord is a quarterback. That's a part of turning the page to Western Kentucky. But as we do that, we tackle, and there are other things we need to focus on when it comes to how the Buckeyes and what the Hilltoppers are going to bring to the table when they face the Buckeyes on Saturday afternoon in the shoe. We tackle that topic next on Locked on Buckeyes. This episode is brought to you by our good friends at eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps you your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're earning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebay.com slash motors. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The college football season is here, and this season, Locked On is kicking up our coverage with Locked On College Football Kickoff Live. Each Friday, Locked On will go live from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern on every Locked On College YouTube channel. College Football Kickoff Live will cover playoff implications, the conference rivalry games, and go in-depth like only Locked On can, including insight and analysis from our stable of Locked On College hosts covering their team every day. Find Locked On College Football Kickoff Live every Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern Time on any Locked On College YouTube channel. You won't want to miss it. Turning the page to Western Kentucky is something that I have been looking forward to for quite a long time because it means one thing. The Buckeyes are just a few days away from getting back on the field. That's exciting to me. Now, my excitement's a little bit higher than normal because my wife and I will be back at the game. We went to the game week one, going now week three, have plans to go to at least one more game this season. And you know what? The Buckeyes and the shoe, it's special. What's also special is what we might be able to see and witness 
from the Buckeyes in their upcoming game against Western Kentucky. Western Kentucky is a football team. When you think about the, when you think about the Hilltoppers, what do you think of? You think about a team that's going to throw the throw the football a lot. Okay, great. That is one thing that is true. But what else do you think? Your defense better be ready for what's to come. Now the Hilltoppers are a team that they're two and zero. They um have their starting quarterback has thrown 589 passing yards. They have beat Houston Baptist a week ago. They beat them 52-22. Then they beat Western. They beat excuse me. The Hilltoppers beat USF in week one, 41 to 24. So you have a lesser opponent and then kind of a, an opponent that's on your same level. And ultimately, what do you get? You get a game where it's a pretty convincing win. So the Hilltoppers starting quarterback, Austin Reed, 56 for 83, 67.5% completion percentage, 589 passing yards. He has thrown six touchdowns with zero interceptions. What does that say to you? Dive into it. Numbers can only say a certain amount of things to you. But at 56 uh, pass attempts in two games, he's going to draw back and sling that rock. He's going to sl- he's going to draw back and do things to move the ball through the air. Had a little bit of success doing it as well. And zero interceptions is the one thing that is an eye-popper, eye-opening thing to me. I don't care who you're playing. It's sometimes one bad decision is, t- is going to turn into an interception. Justin Fields in 2019, when he what three interceptions, barely do any interceptions at all. Um, in that in the regular season, I think going into the Indiana game, he barely had any incompletions. Justin Fields was not the same level of a passer that CJ Stroud is. However, the numbers that he's put up a little bit during during his career in those categories, they're huge. They're big. And it just showed about how showed how efficient Fields was as a Buckeyes quarterback when he was starting and during the 2019 and 2020 seasons. So when I think about the Hilltoppers and what they bring to the table, ultimately I look first at the defense. And it's not so much the ability. I believe the defensive backs are going to be fine. Now, I also believe and I hope we don't consistently see double blitzes, two blitzes uh, from a, from the backers or a backer and a, and a Sunny Styles or whatever, because ultimately you're going to keep putting your guys on an island. And I don't care if it's the complex defense or not. It's really hard to win when you're constantly in one-on-one situations on an island. It's hard, really hard. We talk about the, the big plays or the gash plays. Sometimes schematically you're coaching, you could just make a slight tweak to help your guy in coverage so he's not getting beat over and over and over again. First thought in my mind right now is a Cam Martinez play. Um, Youngstown State, receiver goes out. Cam's guarding the guy in the, in the, in the slot. He doesn't really get uh, his hands on him early. Receiver gets a free release. And what do you find? Cam doesn't isn't able to recover. Quickly beats Cam. Gets over top of Cam Martinez. Couldn't recover. Catch, completion, move the chains going on, Youngstown State eventually scores. So my biggest thing with the defense is what are we going to see? Will we consistently see the two guys blitzing? I heard Jeremy Birmingham on the podcast recently, and he said it a couple times. And he made a comment saying on the D-line, when Michael Hall Jr. and Caden Curry are in there together, they do good things, things are flowing, um, and they wreak havoc, they make some noise. I don't know if that's a consistent solution. I'm not saying that it's not great. Not that it doesn't happen. He's, what he said is true. 
you would love to have your guys, um, Tui Malowal and Sawyer, but if they're not the answer, if putting Michael Hall Jr. and Caden Curry out there together is a way to get a pass rush to help your DBs so you're not consistently blitz- blitzing two guys to get pressure on the quarterback, do it. Absolutely do it. And I think this is a game, especially going up against Notre Dame in about a week and a half. You want to try to get some confidence rushing the passer with your front four. And ultimately, that's one thing I'm going to be looking at. We can't turn the page, look at Western Kentucky without going to the other side of the ball and looking at Kyle McCord, full-time starter. And I've been saying a lot of things about McCord lately, but this one I do believe is true. Let him play all four quarters, unless it's like 80 to 5. If it's like 56 to 10, maybe take him out. But you probably take him out. But ultimately, you've got to let this guy get some run, get his wind under him, let him get hit and go back in. Maybe make a mistake or two and put him back in. Why? He needs to learn how to overcome adversity and the obstacles that maybe he puts in his own way. The offense from Accord, they know who their guy is. I didn't say this earlier in the show, but I think this is true. When it comes to McCord and you go know going forward that he is your guy, that's a great way to boost your boost your, boost your morale and have a little bit more confidence because you're not wondering who's behind you. You're not wondering what's going to happen. The play calls, you're going to get more familiar with them. And it's the best way for the offense to get into a rhythm, figure out who they are. Because ultimately right now, I don't know what the Buckeyes' identity is. Well, the end goal, potential end goal identity is on offense. I have a thought. But the identity on offense right now is they're still trying to figure things out. You're slowly figuring stuff out. But you can figure out some more things about this offense as McCord goes forward, being the starting quarterback for the Buckeyes. And the offense can begin to figure out, hey, are we going to be a gap scheme, gaps uh, running scheme or a zone running scheme? Um, are we going to play to our players' strengths or are we going to play to some players' strengths and some players' weaknesses because the players' strengths are our better players and we're going to roll ride with that? Begin to figure out the minute details of the play calling. So going forward, things are A-OK. As we turn the page to Western Kentucky, the Hilltoppers are going to be a foe and an, op- and an opposition that the Buckeyes will see things against this team that they might not see all the time. But I do believe this is a great preview and a way to get your feet under you with a better opponent than Youngstown State before playing Notre Dame in about a week and a half from today. Coming up, I love this part of the show. Stock up, stock down, it's back. I got three of my paper on stock up, three of my paper on stock down. We'll dive into all that next on Locked on Buckeyes. This episode is brought to you by our friends at Jace Medical. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you a peace of mind so that you are not just hoping that you have access to medication in an emergency. Jace Medical makes sure you have the medication in hand. Jace Medical is simple. They handle everything. From the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. Don't get caught unprepared. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical Plus, an additional $20 off by using code LOCKEDON at checkout on jacemedical.com. Once again, you are able to save over $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical 
plus an additional $20 off by using code locked on at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J A S E medical.com, promo code locked on. The Ohio State Buckeyes play the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers Saturday at 4 p.m. Eastern time. Catch every snap of the Buckeyes hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Search Buckeyes. Got some reviews from people that watch the show or listen to the show. I really appreciate it. And some have even said they agree with where I have been with the stock up, stock down portion during last week's show. Let's see if the same people react and say, hey, Jay, we agree two weeks in a row. We always start with our stock up portion. I got three for you. Stock up on Kyle McCord being named the starting quarterback. This is a great move for the young man, and I'm excited for him. Happy for his dad. Happy for his family. Happy for everyone that's a part of Kyle McCord's inner circle because I believe they've been a pivotal part in helping Kyle McCord get this accomplishment. Ryan Day has said it before. It doesn't get much better than being a starting quarterback at Ohio State. And I agree. I agree. It's a high honor. It's something that not a lot of people are even in the shot, have a chance to be named the starting quarterback at Ohio State. And Kyle McCord has won the job, not just from his work in the offseason or during his tenure at Ohio State, but also his work during the, during the year as well. Week one, week two, he has shown even he has shown everybody he is worthy to be in the competition. Competition, and he has earned the label QB one for the Ohio State Buckeyes in twenty twenty three. Stock up on Denzel Burke. This is one of the oddest stats about a Buckeye defender. Excuse me, about a Buckeye corner. His interception a week ago in the end zone was the first Buckeye interception by a corner since I believe Penn State in twenty twenty one. Let that sink in for you. Does that sit well with you? Does that seem right? Is that something that you would think is reality? Not me, but it is. It's not going with Denzel Berkman. I mean, he got hurt a year ago, was a little injured, um, dealing with some ailments. And uh, I do believe I heard wasn't sometimes wasn't practicing, but was being put into the game. And it's tough, man. Like, I heard Tyvus Powell recently, and he was discussing um, the importance of a DB practicing every day to work on his technique and his craft. Because when you go away and you're not, and you're not able to work on that consistently and you do it you do it once in a game but not throughout the week, buddy, your technique is everything. And sometimes that could throw off your game. Three-year starter, played a lot of ball, injured a year ago, but has worked a lot to get back to a level and to exceed a level he has played at previously at Ohio State. Ryan Day said Denzel Burke gets his hand his hands on a lot of balls during practice. He's done it during the season, and he got an, got an interception a week ago. Stock up for Denzel Burke. Stock up on Marvin Harrison Jr. out there studding like his daddy. Marvin Harrison Jr. is somebody. Seven receptions, 160 receiving yards a week ago. Two trips to the end zone. Would have had a receiving touchdown week one. The rest said he stepped out of bounds. The Big Ten front office reviewed the film, said that was a wrong call. So really, he should have three receiving touchdowns on the season. Regardless of that, it's nice to see Marv, who many people say, and I think it's true, he's the best player on the team. It's nice to see Marv out there studding like his daddy and doing what he has done to make himself the best receiver in college football, the best player on the Buckeyes, and a future potential top 10 pick in the upcoming NFL. 
NFL Draft. Top 10, top 5, that has Marv's name written all over it. Here's the negative part of the conversation. Stock down on a potential two-quarterback system. And in my mind, I'm just reminded, I watched Swamp Kings on Netflix. Really good documentary. Would have loved to see some more stuff in it. But ultimately, it was a really good documentary. You got to see how the seasons went down with Urban down there in Gainesville, Florida. Urban Meyer, during that documentary, discussed why he decided to use Tim Tebow and Chris Leak during that, during, I forget what season, 05, 06, or 04. I forget what year it was, but they used a two-quarterback system. I understand it. It worked. Not a big fan. I talked about it earlier when I was a youngster. I, I believe it was the Bills. Doug Flutie was one starting quarterback and a potential. Another one, I forget the other quarterback's name. But what happened? Didn't really work. Not a fan. 2015. Now, this is not all on the players. A lot of this was on the coaches who are putting the players in the, on the field. Didn't work. Did not work. Now, I referenced Alabama Winnie the Natty, saving, pulling out Jalen Hurts, putting in Tua. What do we see? It wasn't a two-quarterback system. One guy played. Once Hurts went out at halftime and Tua went in, it was Tua's game. So, ride with one guy. It's beneficial for all. And I think it's the best way for your offense to be the most successful, as successful as it can be. Ultimately, if this is a wrinkle to try to help the running game, is that a knock on the O-line or the running backs that you have to bring in a backup quarterback to help the running running game because they are not doing their job? I don't know. I I mean, I haven't seen really Kyle McCord. I mean, excuse me, Devin Brown be the best running quarterback of all time or even like a mediocre running quarterback. Haven't seen that. So I don't know. Just, Just a thought. Just a thought in my head. Stock down on Big Ten refs. This is back-to-back weeks. Ryan Day has gone on in front of the media and a presser and said, hey, I've talked to the league office. Marvin Harrison Jr.'s touchdown week one against Indiana where they said he stepped out of bounds. They said, oh, that should not have been called a uh, um, illegal touching downfield. Illegal. It should have just been a touchdown. This past week, and I even said on the show, like, that's one of those calls that when the defenders uh, – Goal line, I formation, HBI. So Chip Train is at fullback. Mine's at tailback. They run left. It's something I even mentioned before the play even started. They run left. Chip gets his block. The defender that Chip is blocking reaches his arm out once to his right. What do you find? You find that the ref calls holding. Well, Ryan Day says he talked to the league office. And once again, the refs got that one wrong. That's two touchdowns the Buckeyes should have that were taken away by Big Ten refs. I normally don't complain about the refs. The every every day is those that are, that are a part of that club. They realize Jay doesn't come on here and really say much about the refs because a lot of that stuff that the refs you say, oh, the refs did this, the refs did that, or things earlier in the game that you say, oh, if you did this better, you don't have to worry about that ref call. If you did this better, that official call, officials call, does not really impact the final outcome. So don't really do it, but I had to today. Big Ten refs stock down, stock down on the running game. And I had to put it running game collectively because it's not just the running backs. I think the running backs are doing what they can. They're not all playing amazing, but they're doing what they can. Anybody that runs the ball is having a hard time hitting the hole because sometimes the hole is not there. If the hole's there, it closes up really quickly. And sometimes the coaches really aren't not putting the guys in the right situations for them to be the most successful. Stock down on the running game. We expect better. The players expect better. Ryan Day expects better. I do believe he expects better of the coaches, of the players, everybody involved. I don't like coming on here and discussing something where it's 
the running game collectively where it's, hey, running backs, tight ends, offensive linemen, coaches, this many people involved in a stock down portion of the show, not a fan of it. But like I said yesterday, the issues the Buckeyes have right now in the season, they can get fixed. Only played two games. There's a lot of ball left to play. Out of here on a Wednesday, two more days left. I think I got a guest lined up for Friday's show. Friend of the podcast, can't say just yet, but if it's able to happen, you're in for a treat. You can follow me on Twitter, excuse me, on X, at jstevens07. You can send all of your emails to jstevens317 at gmail.com. Thank you for making Locked on Buckeye for your first listen or first watch of every single day. Now for your second listen or watch of the day, check out the Locked on Sports Today podcast. Locked on Sports Today is a place for you to get all the sports info you need and want every single day in 20 minutes. Locked on Sports Today and the Locked on Buckeyes podcast, they are both a part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. This has been Locked on Buckeyes here on a Wednesday. Just a few days until kickoff. The next time the Buckeyes take the field, I'll see you next time.